0: Know about. Deep, right, have oh, right, so deep, i right, 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 i in Tennessee with the catch of Tennessee.
1: Down in the deep
0: I'm a freak in the sheets. I you think you've seen it all. I got more tricks up my sleeve. You know better than to bring your friends around me. I know you fucking him, but you wish it was me. Let me whisper in your ear. Cause you know I'm a freak. You know nothing about going down that deep. I don't think we fool they say, about
2: me. So mm-hmm. they say about me. baby i'm a gangster too and i only hang out with real life gangsters uh welcome everyone to the Tory said show uh i apologize for the late night show um, I thought today would be a treat if we just had like a candid combo about, oh, look at that, skate right on time, you know, stepping down, let's see what they're going to do. I wonder where Loretta Lynch is. We have uh, with me, of course, Patrick Byrne. So uh, no one better than to talk about um, elections and fraud and everything that they're trying to do to us than Patrick, because he's been in the middle of it. Uh, he's lived it. Uh, and, you know, he's a pretty, you know, he's a friend. And I thought we could do a lot of things today. I mean, one thing, Patrick, for coming on, thank you. I wanted us to talk about what happened in Wisconsin.
0: Oh, I love you.
2: yeah. And what what needs to happen because there's a lot of like posturing, you know, from a lot of people because it's election period, right? They're mm-hmm. all posturing. So that's what I want to talk about. I also want to talk about, gang, where's Loretta Lynch? It looks like she's warming. She's getting tailored up for SCOTUS.
3: I hadn't heard that Loretta Lynch is.
2: Well, you know, so the Supreme Court Justice Breyer is stepping down now.
3: I know that, but I had, and I know that Biden named a black woman would be, that he was going to find. So he, would it be he, her? He or It could be found as a black woman. Now he's just going to So, and I'm all for black women. Love. I mean, I've got, <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't I'll mean that. I know. <laughs> There's a black woman I would love to see. Oh, she was on the, I think ninth circuit. Patrice Joyce, something or other. She quotes the grateful dead. She's a small L libertarian. She understands the constitution. There's see, a great. That's need, not a part of thing. Um, yeah, but we and,
2: need justices, like real justices. Yeah, Richard
3: Epstein is, who's the, is, anyway, she's one, probably one of the best, she was one of the best jurists, but I think that, yeah, she's a libertarian, a Republican, would ne- or would never be selected by Biden. No, the idea that he'd even come out and announce, I'm sorry, this is what, can I talk about racism for a second? Um, yeah, about. yeah, totally. Somebody says, "Yay, Patrick Byrne, you're a fox. Call me." Who sent me that?
2: I don't know. Some person called Al Pal Forty Seven. How do they do that? How
3: do they make? Do they pay you? Did they see a message come across the screen
2: or something? Yeah, you can't see the messages in the chat. I can see the messages in the chat, but yeah, I. I can put them on the screen. If oh, so, okay, you're doing
3: you know. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I just. Yeah, the was new idea of Virginia. <laughs> well, you know, I have a funny thing because I, you know, racism really bothers me, but. I can't. I have such different intuitions about it, because where I have all my for thirty-five years, where I have seen racism and heard the things that. My, I can probably count on one hand the number of times in my life I've heard some ignorant Republican say something racist. I really just. I mean, I can. Re, there's been so. It, I mean, really, like, whereas on the left, I have to stop watching. A, Saturday Night Live, like, 20, 15, 20 years ago. Because well, I, I couldn't imagine that people were watching this and not seeing it as racist. For example, there's never just a black character, like, who's funny, who's eating in a restaurant in one of the skits and just being a normal person. The If it's a black character, it's like the black gay transvestite spaceman or the coke-sniffing newscaster or the this or that. It's never just just some a regular dude and it just tells you how they see they're the racist and it comes out all the time it slips through i've heard in academia where people openly refer to openly refer but behind closed doors to sort of diminished i mean they're the racist the people on the left it, and it seeps out everywhere and it seeped out today from our president saying he's going to bring get the best black woman he can
2: find not the best candidate i mean it's 2022 oh, yeah. how are we still seeing color
3: doesn't that, doesn't, I mean, I'm sorry. And I've all yeah. due respect to whoever, whoever he nominates. I want, let's start where I'm all, but we're going to go, everything old is new again. We're going to try to go back and be like the, the country that has comity and fairness. We don't lack like goons. So respect to anyone he selects. But if I were a black woman and I was now selected, I would feel somewhat embarrassed. I would feel like, well, the whole world was told I'm going to go out and, practice, you know, reverse discrimination, and oh, now he chose me. So I would Because feel of my color of my
2: skin, right, not because I'm good enough.
3: You know, that the great one, Tom S- uh, Sowell, there's so much a pocket. He's a great economist, thinker, one of the greatest thinkers in American history. He's 91, he's out uh, uh, at, at Hoover, and he was, Ronald Reagan called him up when he was first elected and said, I'd like to name you the Secretary of Education. And Thomas Sowell said, "Like, sir, yes, I'd be honored." And Reagan said uh, something about him being black. You'd be the first black Secretary of Education, and this and that because you're black. And Thomas Sowell said, "Sir, thank you very much." No, one hung up. Didn't take the job. That, that's character. But so, setting okay. aside that part of it, do you think is there any other evidence
2: that Biden would consider Loretta Lynch? I think he's. I mean, that was the deal that she struck on the tarmac. Uh, you know, and we all know that that's going to come out. I know that, uh, my I listeners, with Hillary. Well, with Hillary. well, you know, Obama had to facilitate all that. Okay. Remember she was working for Obama. You know, what's funny, you know, January 20th was a great day. Wasn't it? All my listeners started filing FOIA requests to the Obama presidential library. Cause it was opened up on the 20th. And this really hot Greek lady, she's the archivist. She keeps writing back. You've sent 35 submissions for questions. Two of them were duplicates. I'm going to reduce them to 33 to one listener. Everyone's asking the right questions. They're perusing my articles from before and asking all the right questions now that it's open. So it's going to be quite interesting what comes out because he had put the boots on transparency by locking those down for five years. So it's game on now. I know that a lot of uh, tarmac questions came up too. So yeah. people are asking for that, you know, transcripts yeah, are what, there. So what makes you think you'll get an honest answer?
0: Um, the things I knew,
3: if I, I we had, the things I knew that I've talked about before, I'm not going to, I know I, that. know, I know, I know. I would have gone to the attorney general if it had been honest. I, Loretta Lynch was the attorney general. I couldn't go to her. I knew all kinds of mischief that was going on from, from Forever and a day, yeah, from twenty fifteen forward, and we've talked about that before: bribery, blackmail, rape, and murder. Mm-hmm. And I uh, didn't get anywhere. They, well, I wouldn't go, I couldn't. I couldn't do it because it was a load around Lynch.
2: Well, I, that's what I tell people too. You know, today I was like having conversation. You know, you know what? When I actually, if I actually announce that I'm running for Secretary of State, you know what my slogan should be? You want to fix your elections? Elect me. Because I helped Brigham them all these years, <laughs> you know? that would be a slogan. That would be insane. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's there was no outlet, and I think social media was a is a double edged sword. It gives us a, it gives a voice to people that want to be heard, and it allows people to hear people that cannot normally be heard. But it also amplifies propaganda too. So we just have to find a way that the people come above the, um, targeted and parroted message across the aisle. Um, and the aisle is people versus whoever's in power. Right. So I think that's it. So, okay. So I wanted to talk, let's talk elections. And then, uh, I want to screen a portion, right. Of my documentary. And I want your real, Time reaction to it. Wait, you know what? We spoke of racism, so I think maybe we should do that first. How's that? Because it kind of leads into it, right? Because it was about racism, right? They said that it was something racist. So, um, let me see. Let me pull this up. Because this you're right.
3: the same trailer you sent me today, the four minute trailer. Yes.
2: So okay. let's, go. let's go. Go ahead. Oop, an error happened. Great. <sighs> It's not going to work for me now. So it's fine. You Let's talk about it. On huh? Is so there a way I can play it on my screen? I don't know if you can. I'm trying to I'm trying to do it again. Let's see if it'll lamp me because it's being a little bit fussy. Maybe I was just too quick on it. You know, I'm always quick on the draw here on my computer. I expect it to move as fast as I think. You know, a lot of people think it's computers not. are I great.
3: Noticed- I I I was clocking your reaction speed to a few things we talked about today on the phone. Boy, you're you're the quickest person to get a joke. You're so, you process quickly. I, I one of I can think. It's pretty Ooh, I got
2: go it. Ahead. All right, ready? It's just going to be that. So we're going to be muted. Let's go. Um, it's blacked out. Let me see. Maybe this way it'll show. Yeah,
3: I didn't. No, it's I mean,
2: okay. It's not showing. It's not showing. It's okay. It's fine. It wasn't meant to be. Let's keep going. Let's talk about elections. Yeah, it froze. I know it does that all the time. You guys don't worry. It's fine. Um, okay. So why don't you explain to my, to my audience what happened in Wisconsin in regards to the, um, uh, the bill that was passed
3: yeah well a bill wasn't passed it may sound but the state but what happened was very okay. significant last night okay. The state house the wisconsin house with some internal blah 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 something was introduced that received i think unanimous support to recall the electors got a voice vote but on an official binding vote what happens next is the idea, so got so? I guess this is a way that you can introduce bills but without going through the normal write-up but you can introduce some, anyway. It got voted to go to the committee, the Rules Committee. And then what the Rules Committee does is it studies it for 10 days and it sends back a thumbs up, thumbs down, is this constitutional? If it is constitutional, then the House can formally vote and if they accept it, which they will, then it will go to the Senate and the same process occurs in the Senate.
2: Okay, so they sent it up there to get checked if it's. To good. get checked.
3: Okay. And that is where you come in, you wonderful, glorious, mm. whatever Tory says, because you are going to let the Wisconsin, especially if you live in Wisconsin, you are going to call, contact the Wisconsin, and Tory will tell you how the Wisconsin state uh, uh, legislature rules committee, uh, Tory's going to let you know who they are and how to do that. You're going to identify yourself as a Wisconsin voter if you were in fact are one, and you are going to remind them, <coughs> dear friends. Right. This document says that states control their elections, the timing and manner of their elections, the electors, all that stuff is a state issue. Some of this was reinforced after 2000, the Gore v. Bush thing uh so there's no question states can do what they want with their elections to if the if wisconsin legislature wakes up and says we realize that we certified a lie those numbers were false and we are now no longer certifying we say that those we are recalling our electoral votes we're not saying oh trump would have won we're just saying our election we now understand was a was a a crap fest, and we are officially notifying you that those numbers were wrong and we recall our electoral votes there's no way I mean it, it can be stopped now people are going to say well it's unprecedented it's unprecedented yeah, these are, are unprecedented
2: know? times I mean, yeah. have we ever been in this position like people are like that's never happened before uh Wake up sunshine yeah <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> there's
2: always a first
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah we've never had uh we've never had a bunch of scoff laws rip off a national election before. Yeah. And and so, unprecedented. when you invent a company like Overstock, you do every day is an unprecedented thing. You're making up stuff all the time. Yeah. So well, that's the
0: thing.
2: That's you're the thing. So, okay. So, I, I already prepared my audience two weeks ago because I knew this was in the works. Okay. That's what they're saying in the chat. She Purported, told us two weeks ago. Right. right. So, the basically, the rules committee now is going to see if it's formulated correctly. They're going fi- to fix it on the legalese base, right? They're going to check it. If I'm understanding correctly, they're going to check if it's legal, if it's sound, and you know if it makes sense, and then they present it to the house. Am I right?
3: Then it comes back to the house where it, it okay. passed the house last night in a voice vote. But what passed was the resolution to send this to the Rules Committee to find out if it's constitutional. So they answer now. they're I see.
2: Okay, okay. 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 Wait. 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 I got this. In, 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 in speak of non-legal content, basically they passed it with a voice voice vote saying, all right, we think it's right. Now let's send it to the lawyers and the rules to see if it's legal that we can actually pass something like this. Am I right? Correct. All right. That is a huge move. That's actually huge.
3: Yeah. And they have 10 days to answer. And if they say it's legal, the house then gets to formally vote and they will, and they will accept it. And then it goes to the Senate. And the Senate gets a chance to accept it or oh not. Gosh. So we're you know, we're quite close. And the legislature, I'm not even sure. Well, <clears throat> no, this was a huge step. This was the I'm getting I'm getting using more biblical metaphors these days, but isn't the walls of Jericho and the horn of Gideon was it? Gideon's trumpet all that stuff. You know, that this was the horn. This was the horn. I would be scared to death if I. Well,
2: they are for a
3: year. For mm-hmm. a year, they've been laughing and sloughing, and there's really not been official action. Well, there was Maricopa, and they've played this and that. And that. You, but even in to the extent Maricopa in all of its glory, if it could work, the idea was it gets enough dirt, it gets enough dirt, exposed enough dirt, people start getting indicted, and then Sonny Borelli or Wendy Rogers goes into the Arizona legislature and says, we gotta recall our, our votes. So now that process has had, you know, you know it's been a longer and a more expensive and all that stuff in Arizona than we expected. Well, we just shot to the front of the pack in, in Wisconsin. It's just happened. Well, you know, right there,
2: they don't take a lot, right? It it was, I think that was the only state where I I think Sydney's case was heard with, um, with evidence. And then they threw it out with the general grievance, whatever BS standing, but the people there had come together with so much evidence. They actually have people that remember their oath, their sheriffs, their local right people. And so, you know, they have a, a, a lot more cojones. Remember you're in Arizona in Maricopa, um, that's That's McCain country, <laughs> so um, I'm pretty shocked because if Wisconsin stands up, then we can get Arizona to move even faster. I mean, we want the A g in Arizona to move quick. i don't know what he's waiting for, do you? I mean he's a good guy yeah, I like
3: really. I'll tell you something I, and Sonny Borelli gave me permission to tell this story. I was just down in Arizona, as people know, give me talk, and I had a meal with Sonny Senator Sonny Borelli anyone you know whenever you try to explain things and people come back and say well that guy's deep state maybe man Sonny Borelli's a United States Marine he's a gunny sergeant when you can't you know when people start questioning Mike Flynn's patriotism and Sonny Borelli's loyalty as if like we're doing this for our, they're doing this for their own good or something you're it's just gotten silly that's why I withdraw from the conversation it's just I'm in mean, a conversation with a madman when they say that Sonny Borelli tells me because I expressed to him how nervous I had gotten and disappointed I was that weren't people in handcuffs. I knew a lot of people felt this way. And he looked at me like a cat who swallowed the canary. And he said, you tell everyone, stop worrying. Mark Brenovich has this. He's got it. He's got the bit in his teeth. He's going to do what's right. He's going to investigate this. And if there was wrongdoing, people are going to be taken away. And that's all he would say. wouldn't tell him to me any more than that. But he said, this is, Brinovich just don't believe him. any of the doubts. He, Sonny Borelli smiled like a man
2: who, who knew something. Yeah. Well, no, he I'm came not. out with nunchucks. I love that. People were like, that's cringe. I shared it on my show, and I was like, dude, if I was in Arizona, I'd be stumping so hard for him because I love the nunchucks.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it was a little silly. It's a little, what the hell? I like it's, that, though. That you makes talking?
2: you personable. What that the
3: hell? Is. Uh, what I hear is this guy's a prosecutor's prosecutor. Like he's really a guy who takes prosecution seriously. He also understands this is a, if we are correct, which we are, this is a RICO for Arizona and it may be an interim RICO. And he's, uh, his parents emigrated from Eastern Europe. So he understands communism. So I think he's going to do what's right. Borelli wouldn't tell me any more than that. Wouldn't tell me he you know, he told me he's not going to arrest anyone if they didn't if he didn't they didn't do wrong. He's not looking, he's not you know, he's not looking to just you know, he hasn't decided they're guilty and then his, but he's doing a thorough investigation and if he is Borelli, Gunny Sergeant Sonny Borelli is thoroughly convinced that of, that and said I can tell you folks that yeah. Mark is just investigating and if he finds what we think is there, he's going to be He's going to be teeth, toes and fingernails. You'll be seeing people arrested.
2: Well, you know, my listeners, every time someone says, you know, election fraud and investigations, they sing that old song, Rico Suave. Do you remember that song? I do. <laughs> I always play it you
3: right
2: in motion. Wait. <laughs> I don't drink or smoking into dope when
1: I know coke. You ask me how do I do it, I coke. My only addiction has to do with a female species. <laughs> I eat a roll like sushi. No me gusta antes, no, if you es moderno.
2: This is so cool. I love this song.
0: song. <laughs> I love those comments. You, I, yeah. I love those comments. My
2: my comments were just all about Rico. They love Rico because we play it every now and then. Rico suave. Um, because this is it. This whole, nationally, it's Rico, and so. Everyone knows it's Rico. And that's the problem that it's like, how do we wake other people up? I think even the left now is starting to realize, you know, it's Rico. We've been talking about this for over a year. Um, I think this guy turned into Gerardo turned into a pastor or something, but his song, I'm telling you, when this stuff comes out, that album is going to go to number one. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that everyone's going to. I'm I'm actually tasking someone that does music to remix Rico Suave for this for me. So, uh,
3: right, gonna, your comments, your comments <laughs> go by too quickly for me to read. But I see people are saying we should dig this guy up and have him perform at our victory
2: party. Yes, definitely. Like that is it, Rico Suave. This is a RICO operation like no other. And I think, um, you know, this is, this is what's going to be coming out. You know, today, um, yesterday, actually, the Huffington Post sent a letter to my attorney because they're one of the defendants, right? Mm-hmm. And they started saying, you're allegedly sending out subpoenas to high profile people. And they were all snotty. You know how law firms are when they want to like intimidate you, especially when they see a young, uh, well, you know, he's a Marine. My attorney's a Marine, right? I trust Marines more than any branch. Yeah, no, they don't. (laughs) There was a time when the Marines
3: were, when they swore their loyalty oath, they swore to the constitution and to the president himself, while the other branches just swore to the constitution. Someone knew their Roman history on that one. I think that changed about 20 or 30 years ago. Now everyone's oath is to the commander in chief and the constitution, but it used to be just the Marines.
2: Yeah, and it's his birthday today, and for his birthday, guess what? We served Black Rock, Cerberus, and Karl Rove today. Those were done.
3: Karl Rove? Yeah. You ask him, uh, you ask him any intra- embar- embarrassing questions. <laughs> no, no,
2: I wanted to, but I just wanted to know the communications pertaining to that period of time of those sexy time tapes. Um, oh, You asked yeah. him about the sex tapes. Well, I asked not of the sex tapes. I asked for the communications during the time of the scandalous uh, video. <laughs>
3: the purported, the purported sex tapes. Well, mm-hmm. No,
2: they actually exist. I mean, if we need to bring those you- out in discovery, we can do that.
3: Have you seen them? How do we know they exist?
2: Um, they might be sitting somewhere on a numbered board and on Chan, just
3: imagine Karl Rove having sex or at least sex with anything human.
2: Well, yeah, well, he's a really bad guy. You know, he was in election meddling. He got caught in 2004 and he actually threatened the guy that got caught that he better take the fall for it. Like there's full documentation. This isn't like I'm making stuff up. My listeners saw the whole video where the people were being deposed. This is a big deal. Um, for me, it's taking it from the beginning. And like I've said before, me, it's about defamation, right? They started talking about the crack and making fun of it and and it's like, no, no, no. You don't get away with saying that I, you know, laughing at me or trashing me, um, you know, just like that. Hey, um, they, they absolutely, uh. They annihilated me. Nobody else. They didn't annihilate anybody else.
3: You, you know, you're going to be the next Sandman. Oh hire? Can You can get Lynn Wood as your lawyer and when he wins you $275 million and he gets a third of it. He can buy himself a few more plantations in South Carolina. Well, you know, he's, he I'm praying
2: you. for him because, you know, he's going through a lot. I actually reached out to him for another, another person for it and he's, he's been so kind. Um, and he's going through a lot. I mean, everybody is. Anyone that has done anything with the election fraud is under fire. Right. Not me, it's, baby. Not he, me. Well, you know, the difference
3: back to me. Did you see what Dave Chappelle said when they said when he said I got canceled on Twitter, but I didn't give a fuck because Twitter's not a real place. That's how <laughs> I feel. Oh, God. Oh, God. I wouldn't care if it was a real place. Can I tell you what one of my favorite I got? To, uh, by the way, I'm going to amend my marine comment because I see people saying, no, it's like this, it's like that. You don't know shit. Here it is. There was a point twenty or thirty years ago where a marine officer told me that the marines swear an oath that's different than everybody else, right. that all the other services. And uh, but uh, someone else needs to investigate that and flesh that out and see if I had it right. I may have had the details wrong.
2: Right. Well, well it, 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 it's none the difference. I, I, for me, I trust marines more than any other branch of the military. Um, they take their oath very seriously and. Yes they're encouraged to see if it passes the smell test.
3: They think boy they're good they are good hires. Mm-hmm. They are good hires. I've always felt well what ha- marines are, you know marines are small, light, quick, high impact. Mm-hmm. Don't have the heaviness to hold, but they're hard charged. They uh they are very well trained. And you get a marine sergeant, you get a mar- marine officers seem to be Softer. Yeah, and I'm, I don't mean to say I love all, you know, across all the well, military they're brown areas.
2: shoes, they're brown shoes. They're not they're not, you know, you know, if chief warrant officers in general, or are, are, are for me, more legit officers, or, you know, senior NCOs, what I do you just say? what do you think of a uh, battlefield commission? Um, that yeah, that's, that's pretty badass, isn't it?
3: I, I would think that would be the yeah. most. I had a friend. I've talked about him in some of my stuff. General Vesey. He's passed. He was a battlefield commission at Anzio. And do you know what? Do you know Anzio? Yes. Yeah. And he he was a World War II buck private. Up uh, he was commissioned at Anzio, which was a battle in 1944 in the west side of Italy where Italy, Americans yeah. got slaughtered. And you know why it was? A guy got the, the commander got relieved of command, May have been court-martialed. He landed. And like a lot of German uh, Italian towns on the West coast, it's like in a fishbowl. And then the Germans were up on a ridge or they, they were in retreat and he landed, he should have pursued immediately. Instead he spent three days organizing his people and marching up in the streets. By that time, the Germans got up on the ridge and just began <laughs> shellacking, shellacking and they, uh, it was a real meat grinder. He was made a battlefield commissioned to officer, which is when your officer gets wiped out and some Colonel walks by and says, Hey men, you know, Who, who anyway? Like, the, yeah. The, who's, the, also, who's,
2: the, who's the best one? Let's go. You know, everyone,
3: he rose and rose and rose, became the
2: chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Right. Wonderful man. I have. I have a troll in here. Have you ever heard me tell you that I have a purple heart? No. <laughs> That's what they're saying. This is the rumor because someone made a wet, fake website about me, and they're saying that I said that. This is hmm. such bullshit. Like I'm so tired of this BS going around. But you know what they do it what when you're brown shoes
0: yard.
2: mean. i someone ask me, "What's brown shoes mean?" It's brown shoes. Them. Oh, that they're an officer. Oh. They always wear brown shoes. <laughs> well, you know, because they get with the khaki outfits, right? So, well, that's a Navy term, I guess, more than anything, but that's what it is. It's the brown shoe. Um, so uh, I wanted to ask you a question. So we got Wisconsin and they're moving forward. What is going on with Pennsylvania? What is wrong with that state? Like, that's where Lincoln made one of his best addresses. That has been the the cornerstone of our history as being, like, the place to be, Pennsylvania. Obviously, it's a commonwealth, so it operates differently. What are we doing there?
3: Well, I have to say I've had a lot of hope, secret hope, over and over for Pennsylvania. I've been receiving four-year messages and communications about this politician was ready to do this, and that politician was ready to do that. and None of that ever seems to come to pass, but we have to admire or acknowledge that the bad guys have been extraordinarily tricky and not in, You ever remember those drawings from Gulliver's travel when he lands on the island of Lilliput, not the other one where he's little, you know, there is half of the book. He's the little guy in an island. And the time.
2: other one's a big one. Yeah.
3: But there's drawings of Gulliver, like he falls asleep on the beach and when he wakes up hundreds of these little, little pushins have surrounded him, and they tied him down with string. And, you know, any one of them isn't enough for him. Any 50 of them couldn't hold him. They have hundreds and hundreds, and they've tied him down everywhere with little strings, and he's on the beach, and he can't move, and that's how they take him prisoner. Well, right. our Constitution got lily-putted. In Pennsylvania, a bunch of lawyers and this and that, and they had all the time beforehand, the Republican Party was asleep at the switch or dirty, and they let it happen. And all, all of this, the, the Constitution got bound down like that. Maybe we're going to find out that the Constitution turns out to be a little bit, and the rest of America turns out to be a little bit strong. So it's kind of hard to fight back. It's So there are people in Pennsylvania who wanted to fight back, politicians. But, man, they just get outmaneuvered. They get it's like Gulliver's been tied down by all these little. But uh, so I can't tie beyond that because anything I say, I've had been so. If you'd asked me in April, I would have said Pennsylvania was going to be the first to break. Me too. To me, too.
2: me too. Me too.
3: Me too. Hey, a they're all tied up in their underwear. They're all wrapped up in their underwear. Never well, get any- I, it's, it's,
2: it's It's just driving like I don't I don't understand Wisconsin's coming out really fast. I know Arizona's working another angle than Wisconsin, okay? But we've got Michigan. We've got so many states like uh, you know georgia what what kind of hot mess is going on there now they're investigating president trump for telling him find the fraud like i'm not understanding their angles they're they're i know that this is what you see what i see as death rattles and it's a crucial period of time because they're losing and right now what they want is for everyone to get tired and stop fighting
3: what and this is where we need to we're going to yeah. try to get anywhere but i want i don't want people to fight out there i don't want any violence
2: no not violence like that i'm saying like fighting back there's people demanding audits demanding from their politicians to do their job i'm going to tell you something it's 2022 locally in these states right no one that's a cookie cutter politician will be elected
3: yeah that's yeah. what's going to be great we that's, are gonna sl- I think the republican party is so done. We should be dragged behind the barn and beaten mm-hmm. to death with an axe. <laughs> and we're uh, taken over, taken over by the real Republicans, small-r Republicans, and returning in the last 160 years. The party of
2: representation. We're not <laughs> having adequate representation. Like right now, I was talking um, earlier today sure. with the person running my campaign, and they were like, holy crap, um, we submit for you to run for Secretary of State. They... They're redistricting. They don't want people running for Senate and Congress. They're going to crush this. They're going to change it afterwards. And it doesn't bother me because I'm going by county, right? Not district. But this is a big deal. They're all starting to redistrict so they can make these people candidates that have been working on their candidacy, candidacy and getting signatures for Senate and Congress to just go up and smoke. How does that
3: because they redistrict and you have to go and get new signatures?
2: Well, well, yeah. Like for example, I know that Marsha Fudge's district, which is my district in Cleveland, they're looking at redistricting. So if someone's running for that district and submitted signatures, they might have to resubmit if they change it. That's I mean, so, it's it's really bad. That way establishment has that, you know, ability to do whatever. But,
3: like, it's so they're so so dirty.
2: You ever see that
3: or read the wonderful book, One for the Cuckoo's Nest?
2: Or yes, room? yes. You ever,
3: remember there's this whole thing Nurse Ratchet runs about, well, we change things here with a vote, Mr. McMurphy. And just because you want to open up the day room again and play your craps in there with people or poker in there with people, it's, you know, uh, and you got to win a vote. And he finally gets a vote and there's, there's 10 people on, on the ward who can talk. Right. There's another 10 that the guy in the book, the writer calls vegetable path, vegetables. And they can't, yeah, they're sitting over there and they're always in the background of the movie. There's always these guys. Right. Like
2: just there. It's like what they're just like there. They're like yeah. decoration. Yeah. And so
3: McMurphy, the Jack Nicholson character finally gets the vote and, uh, and 10 out of 10 guys vote and ratchet says, I'm sorry, McMurphy. There's 20 people on the ward. You yeah, haven't gotten them in, and it's And he's like, wait, you're going to pull that chicken shit crap on me, lady. You're really <laughs> going to pull that chicken shit crap? That's when he finally gets violent and breaks the window. Yeah. And you're telling me that now. Now, now after all this, so similarly, that's why I view with Jack Nicholson. They're like, man, after all this, we finally get there and people are voting. People are doing things. And they just keep on changing the rules, moving the goalposts. You know, I sure hope nobody gets so mad in all my life. I'm always the guy who gets so mad that I'm the one who goes up and breaks through the window this time. No, I am. We want it,
2: We don't want that, but that,
3: maybe the We're other side. We're using
2: the pen. We're <laughs> using the pen. We're using the pen. You know, uh, you know, what's shocking. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you this before I screen this video for you. So yeah. yesterday Reuters was live streaming, uh, you know, Biden state department person, Mrs. Quinn, <laughs> who was so weak sauce um, in Ukraine. And she was supposedly by a plane that, um, I'm going to actually put a story up for this by a plane. And she was, you know, giving a press conference that was such weak sauce. She even said false flag twice. What State Department employee has ever said, oh, you know, Russia's going to do some false flag? And then she said it again false flag. And I'm like, what? And they- that's
3: an observant person.
2: That's no, no, the only no. they ever would use. Right, but they used it not once, but twice, and I pointed it out. See, even my, my people in my chat are saying she said it twice. And not yeah. only that, they cautioned the journalists, don't show the tail number of the airplane. Well, today it was sent to me that the Wall Street Journal had published an article about the aid that Biden sent, and they had put a picture of the tail number. They took it down and changed the picture. But we had already found the tail number. You want to guess where the plane came from? Dover, Delaware. Oh, really? How weird is that?
3: Mm. Well, there's a big international air base. Yeah,
2: Um, but cash maybe on the pallets? Because they were there for like, 12 hours. And then they gave a conference and they were still unloading. It was so bizarre. It was the most bizarre. Like you have to watch that. I'll send you the link. It's all the way at the end because at the beginning, all they do is show the plane unloading for like 40 minutes. And then she comes on talking and they're like, don't show the tail number. And so while she said that, I was like, you know, guys, let me pause. Let me scan through the video. Oh, there's the tail number. Everybody write this down before they take it down. (laughs) And uh, Washington, um, the Wall Street Journal actually published it and they tried to cover it up by taking it down and changing it. So we've got both articles, which is pretty interesting, which means that they want the people to look up the tail number. You know, they're not going to tell you that so they could draw attention. They're not stupid, are they? Um do you are- wanted people to look up the tail number? Well, that's what they said. They said, don't show the tail number. Well, why do
3: you think that makes that they really wanted, they did that because they really wanted
2: people to look it up? Yes. So they can go down a rabbit hole. I mean, now it's coming from Delaware and trace the airplane and what was on the airplane so they can keep people busy. Or maybe they just messed up. And, that you know, my guess, actually. I don't yeah, know maybe they that. messed up because the Wall Street exactly. Journal literally took it down. Yeah. I think it's more likely they messed up. Yeah. And I, and I shared on my, um, uh, the, while I was doing my show, people were already digging. There it is. The tail number. They, um, hold on. They were already digging and they found who owns it. Delta airlines. It's commercial. It went from Anchorage. It left at 1249 AM landed at 333 EET time. So that's, you know, Western Ukraine time. Right. And I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I don't know if they made a mistake or if they wanted people to distract themselves. But 12 hours to unload one airplane sounds really strange, too. Well,
3: oh, maybe. Uh, maybe. What? What are maybe. they unloading? Maybe. I agree that that is all. I don't think any of us. I think that the truth, the difference between the truth and what the world knows about the Ukraine And what's gone on there in over years is like the difference, the distance from here to Alpha Centauri.
2: Well, you know, actually yesterday I did a whole show showing them the history of Ukraine and how, you know, they were just given away and how Crimeans weren't taken over. They voted to go with Russia because they identified as Russian, uh, you know, and how the election
3: Crimea Crimea was only given... By Khrushchev to the Ukraine back in the mid 50s, 1956. Yeah. On what? Why? He they he did something like some that.
2: Yeah, it was some deal. They, no, they've
3: done something nice. I think he wanted to be like generous. He wanted to show something if, like in honor of the Ukrainian, whatever it was. It was supposed to be a gesture of respect. Uh, yeah, it's
2: like, it's weird. It's like someone handing over Montana to Canada as a gesture of respect. And then the Montanans are like, wait a minute, nobody asked us, we're American. And then they run a referendum and say we want to be part of the U.S. again. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like that.
3: The U.S. is also then moved a bunch of Russians in. I don't know what, but it is, I, I think, yeah. like 80% Russian ethnic ethnicity at this point well
2: you know it was there was a vice video that i showed where the guy was aching to show that they were being taken over and he went to a place that was more ukrainians and he was like what country is this you know the day after the referendum and they were all dancing saying russia and he's like that's shocking this is a more you know ukrainian place why is this happening so it was it was it was pretty interesting because people didn't know that history Um, they're being taught that they were invaded and run over when, you know, the, the actual truth is out there, um, where it shows how it was done and how the transition happened. Um, yeah, Uh that's what someone
3: said. You know what John Quincy Adams, I just looked up this great quote, John Quincy Adams, um, wrote, I think it was about 1825. I don't have it on my page in front of me. America does not go abroad in search of monsters to destroy. She is the champion of freedom everywhere, but the vindicator only of her own. You know, in fact, there's a longer version of that quote. I'm going to look up and and read you in a second.
2: Yes, yes.
3: She is the the well-wisher to freedom and independence independence of all. She is the champion and vindicator only of her own. That's That's right. That was, we're going to build the gleaming city on the hill, although that phrase had come about 150 years earlier it was and this is very much jeffersonians view too jefferson's view and then john quincy adams that we're going to build the gleaming city on the hill we don't go abroad in search of monsters to destroy for those who dream of freedom and independence we well wish them uh but we only are the champion and vindicator of our own people and i think that
2: look i was i think we're far from it today and that's what we need
3: yeah I was raised in geopolitics by Jack Vesey, the guy I told you about. And this guy has impeccable, had impeccable hawk credentials. He was Reagan's chairman of the Joint Chief for twice. He was reappointed, which was very unusual back then. Right. So he was the hawk's hawk, the world's top warrior, and the Reagan collapse, the Soviet Union, everything. And that guy used to always tell me, Vesey used to always tell me, never listen to the chicken hawks washington's filled with these chicken hawks who've never heard a bullet fired in anger and they can't find enough places that america should be out there you know he never listened to the chicken hawks any world where the u.s russia and china get along is better than any world where they don't get along he used to tell me about the the real secret to global peace will come when the u.s china and russia can really get together and come up with rules and the rest of the, that will be the framework through that the rest of the world will let peace hang. I remember he told me that and I said, don't the Muslims need a seat at that table? There's 1.8 billion of them. And he said, well, I said, don't they deserve a seat at the table? He said, well, they do, but there's no place to send the invitation.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, because they're all fighting to see who's the the head of anything there. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of facades and fake stories and narratives, since I, you know, since I get frustrated with technology, I find ways around it. So I found a way to upload it secretly. And so that way we can play the video. I want, I want to see, no one's going to see your face except for me, right? Because I'm going to put it on widescreen. This is a portion um, toward the end of my documentary. Um, The people, just so you know, that I'm working with are so talented, Patrick. I cannot even express to you these people. I I believe that what we're going to do is actually um, submit this to a festival, film festival um prior to putting it out. So mm. I want to show you one of the biggest lies in 2019 I was talking about this and people were laughing at me because I said this you know the, the juicy thing was a hoax and it was well timed with Miss Kamala because they met a couple weeks ago for the lynching bill. And the thing is the people that are putting this together get it. You know, you know we had a conversation how I Okay. Say a lot of things because I know a lot of things, and sometimes I lose track. These people listened and they put all the videos together appropriately for me to say the story right. So, let oh, me- it's great when people do that. Yeah, they do, because you know, you, when you have so much to say. This is why through my shows, I only focus on one thing. And I'm like, hey, reference that where I went in depth with it. And then it makes sense because you can't put the puzzle piece together going forward. It's always backwards. You can't put the dots together. You can only connect the dots backwards. You can't connect the dots forward. So, okay, let me put this on. They guide your thoughts. Division is their goal. As long as we're occupied fighting against each other, we can't see what they're doing. Jesse Smollett convicted on five of the six counts he was facing after being accused of staging a hate crime. A fake hate crime to pass a lynching bill.
0: The idea that we would not be taking the issue of lynching seriously is an insult. An insult to Senator Booker, to Senator Tim Scott, and myself, and all of the senators, past and present, who have understood this is part of the great stain of America's history. Mr. President, in 2018, the Senate unanimously passed. Bipartisan anti lynching legislation, which I proudly introduced with the only other black members of this body, Senator Cory Booker and Senator Tim Scott. It was a historic moment. It marked the first time in the history of our country that federal anti lynching legislation had been passed by the United States Senate. It passed again by unanimous consent in 2019.
1: And nobody in this body needs a lecture on lynching and how horrible it is. I used to always tell reporters when they would try to stir up trouble between our camps, I would say, wait a minute, uh, Kamala is my sister and there's some sibling rivalry, but don't let it be mistaken. In the end, she will always be family. But this publicity stunt was a scar that Chicago didn't earn and certainly didn't deserve. To make things worse, the accusations within this phony attack received national attention for weeks. Celebrities, news commentators, and even presidential candidates weighed in on something that was choreographed by an actor.
2: Manufacturing evidence, fake tweets, fake texts, fake conversations, which would be a crime if any of us presented them in a court of law. But yet they get to do it
3: special prosecutor dan webb says kim fox in the cook county state's attorney's office may have violated legal ethics by abusing its discretion fox's office initially charged the actor with 16 counts and then in an unannounced hearing dropped the case
2: now, senator harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president but i'm deeply concerned about this record there are too many examples to cite but She put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana.
1: Have you ever smoked? I have. Okay. And I inhale. I did inhale. inhale. inhale.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Press Secretary Jen Psaki confirms that five White House staffers are no longer employed for their previous marijuana use.
2: So, thoughts?
3: I interest I have a lot of different thoughts. One is lynching is horrible. I agree that the well a lot uh, the, uh let's the go- start in the beginning. <laughs>
2: the lynching bill was dead on its face, right? Because there's no lynching. It's freaking the it's it's the two thousands, like come on. Okay. Well let me
3: let me give the data on that because I saw some people ask some questions like when's the last lynching? Let me give you some data. So I do agree that the slavery and racism is one of the two great black marks in our, in our, we, we blotted our copybook with those. And, uh, uh, you know, so we don't have a perfect history. I like to point out that within three generations of our founding, we had fixed slavery for us and within four generations fixed it
2: for the world. Uh, but I mean, you mean you know, we repurposed it as illegal migration to be the, the slaves now right? Because those are the ones that we trap into our houses and hold their passports. This is the story of Those are the ones that of, trapped.
0: Those yes. are trapped.
2: The most trapped are,
3: by well, anyway, yeah. people have the data. My recollection is that in the last hundred years, uh, like 1880 or to 1980 or something like that, it was, there were about 3,000 lynchings and about half of them now, I stand free, I I can be corrected. I sometimes get my my memories mixed up, but I'm pretty sure this is what I l- looked up about 25 years ago. There have been about 3,000 lynchings in 100 years, and of the 3,000, about half were against blacks, and again, about half were against Catholics and Jews. Uh, so, so... That and there was one year, I think, with close, like early on, I think in the early, like in the late 1800s, there may have been 100 people lived one year, one year. I mean, it was a, so it's horrible. It's a horrible part of our history. The idea that you need what is it about now? Yeah, it had, uh, well, and yeah, it, has- no,
2: it is horrible. It is horrible. And they've, uh, you know, we, we took the Democrat slaves away, they were so upset about that with Lincoln that you know that his general, I actually went into this history, flipped on him. His actual general flipped on him, you know, during the war. Brilliant. So he was a, um, I forget his name. Oh my gosh. Lincoln general? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know You didn't know Yeah. All my listeners know this. We did this whole thing on Lincoln just so they could see how he was betrayed. Oh, can I
3: tell you a great Lincoln story about Lincoln Grant?
2: Yes, please. You have
3: a great story. Yeah. So back then, you got into West Point because you were from the right families, uh, the right social connection and all that Southern genteel or Yankee uh, old money bullshit and the, the right families and all that kind of stuff. And Grant goes, and Robert E. Lee graduated at the top of his class. Grant was at West Point, and I don't think he was very strong as a student, and he had a good uh, Well, he had a military career, fought in the War of Mexico, 1848. Then he's back. He became a general store owner in, like, St. Louis or somewhere. And he was a chubby guy, and he drank a lot, and this and that. Well, the – but the war started, and he got called up. I think he came back as a colonel. And – lincoln's other generals were all the guys from the right families with the right pedigrees and they loved being the heads of armies and they loved marching their armies up and down the squares and showing off their shiny new uniforms and cannon stuff they just wouldn't attack they just wouldn't attack they stayed on the other right. side the wrong right. side yes, of the exactly. if yeah. they all got prepared and grant went and attacked and attacked attack and they started calling grant the butcher but it wasn't because what he did to the other side is he was willing to lose his own man. he just attack, attack, attack. Finally, the wife of somebody, it may have been Seward, the Secretary of War, it may have been the wife of one of the generals. As Grant kept getting promotions, became general and kept she uh, and bigger general than general of the Union armies and stuff. One of the wives of one of the generals of the Secretary of War wrote to Lincoln and objected and said, this man such a terrible example and, and it was all this sort of snobby thing she had to say about him and, and about his background and, this and that and including that he uh, that he's a he's a slob and he's a drunk. And Lincoln wrote back this lovely letter saying, you know, Madam, please discover the brand of whiskey. General
2: Grant drinks that I might
3: send my other generals a barrel of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so they could be like him and 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 uh, yeah what w- uh, we went over the the whole uh grant attacks i did a whole show on this right it was general mcclellan he tried he he backstabbed lincoln just i wanted to say but um calling, oh, uh, oh yeah yeah so you know well, he,
3: yeah that was a, that was the, the main one really yeah. McCollin's wife was the one who wrote that.
2: Yeah, probably, yeah, I think so, because that rings a bell with the whole whiskey thing. But I I, <laughs> I didn't know that it was the wife that wrote it. I thought the whiskey comment was just Lincoln saying it. That because no, he was the wife
3: of somebody like yeah. Brand to drink whiskey, drinks I Well,
2: them. okay, so going going back to the lynching, I just wanted to say. Right. Um so, this lynching bill in the 2000s, like, why would you even bring it up?
3: You know, it's equal. Well, it's all for political theater.
2: Right. You know, so, then, so then, they, yeah, but here's the thing weeks before this happened, they're getting with Jesse, and they're doing all these things.
3: Oh, whoa, whoa. Is there evidence they met beforehand? I showed you on the, on the video it was just and was That was no. the claim. That was a headline claim that they made it, But is there evidence they actually met? Briefly. I
2: was watching your face, watching it. It was Kamala and Jussie together.
3: Yeah, but it, well, I didn't see a date. It did. was that. It before? was before.
2: It was right before it. They were working together on this um, uh, um, charity thing. You know, it's like one of those cells that they have called Times Up. And remember, Tina Chen, Obama, Michelle Obama's, you know, um, right hand woman, right in the White House, was the one that was texting with Jussie when this happened. Right. Um, that all I, came out. Yeah, that about. all came out. So she was, Tina Chen was involved. Freaking Kamala Harris was involved. And they all had conversations about lynching. So all this stuff happened w- just a couple weeks before they started talking about the lynching bill. And then he comes out making this fake story. So the minute he came out with the story, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, I just did this time's up thing. I, I don't think this is real. I don't want to sound like an ass. But, but was the
3: cooperation I, about the lynching bill? Is that what you're saying? That's what say? I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. But but you're saying it wasn't about the lynching bill, it was about Jesse set yourself up in a how far how big long was the time between the lynching bill discussion eight and eight weeks. Use, how many? Eight weeks. That they I, were That, all that could still be something he did on his own because well, the they used they
2: used what happened to him to pass the bill. They were all promoting it. Even Joe Biden. And Kamala and all I of them really. were like. I'd have yeah. to look at everything. Yeah, but that's what that's what the video what was everything.
3: showing. Yeah, I'd that's say, what the video was showing. Well, I saw them I saw the video saying they were close. Anyway, I'd have to look at the dates and really because it is pop. I mean, imagine Juicy got so maybe he did it on his own. Maybe at this, maybe he was cooperating with them like that and he got so caught up in it, he went and did this thing on his own.
2: We don't know uh, No, do it. no, it was all staged, and Don Lemon was in the center of it. He was promoting it, and, and CNN has taken that video down. Where he was like, he called me first, and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, they exposed text that he was like, "Oh my God, they caught you!" You know, so it was like it was all a charade. It was orchestrated by an actor.
3: Well, it was obviously, a charade. can I make a comment on that? It yeah. Just told you, see, I think there's so much suggestibility in our. Because these things are so transparent and anyone should be able to see through them. Yeah, but you have to stand if somebody, back. If somebody came and said, if somebody came out and said, I was walking through, you know, uh, I was walking through Helena, Montana in the middle of the night. A black, a white man came out and said, I was walking through Helena, Mon- or Helena, Montana in the middle of the night at three o'clock in the morning and 30 degrees below and a bunch of, Black men jumped out, or a couple of black men jumped me out of nowhere, and they beat me up. And they said,
2: "Maga hey, country." This is what? This is Maga country.
3: No, but in the, if you reversed everything, so this is Acorn country, or this is Democrat country, and they, uh, and then they went on. They said, "We're going to go get some." So I'm imitate. I'm saying this. Yeah, is, if, I'm if gonna, you were I'm in, the, I'm the, I'm yeah. gonna, and then we're going to go get some watermelon and some fried chicken or something. It'd be very clear that what was happening was this white guy was just project making it up and projecting all of his inner thoughts about black people into this story. That's right. But Juicy Smollett comes along with a story that he's walking through Chicago and some white guys come out of nowhere. With and MAGA hats. With MAGA hats. And this is MAGA country.
2: At uh, 2 a.m.
3: F word. Uh, mm-hmm. This is MAGA country. And just acting, I mean, so clearly his inner... Have you ever heard... Have you ever heard anyone in the Trump movement? Pardon me for the language. I'm just this is quotes, but have you ever heard anyone in the Trump movement talk about this is MAGA country faggot? Is that no, what you're no. no. What and the thing is, works?
2: who would know who he is? You have to watch Empire. You can't yeah. be a white racist and watch Empire. Empire. You don't even look at that stuff. Yeah. You wouldn't even know his name. He's not that popular. So it's okay? so, all
3: so completely ridiculous that anyone with a room temperature IQ should have. So either they went along with it because they had other agenda, or they are just Okay. Someone's asking me
2: to show something. We're gonna have to do this. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to show this. Someone said to show this. Let's all How do you read
3: these things move by so quickly? Is there any way to freeze them for a moment?
2: Yeah, I will you can you scroll through hold on. The comments Yeah, I know. You have to I know it's hard. But here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna watch exactly what you said. You ready to laugh? We're gonna watch some Dave Chappelle. Okay? Hold on, because Dave Chappelle is not playing. Give me a second. I have to unmute him. There we go. Let's talk about Juicy.
1: Just afraid of being attacked happens to the best. Don't Don't ever forget forget what happened to that French actor. You know what I'm talking about? Juicy Smouillet is a very French, very famous French actor. Y'all never heard of Juicy (laughs) Smouye? Juicy Smouye is an actor from France. (laughs) And and he became famous on a show called Empire. (laughs) One night, he was in Chicago late at night and was the victim. <laughs> he was the victim of a, a racist and homophobic attack. You see, Juicy Smouye is gay and he is black, not just French. was a crazy story. Apparently, when he was walking down the street late at night, two white men came out of the shadows uh, with MAGA hats on, beat him up, tied a rope around his neck, called him all kinds of niggas, and, and put some bleach on him and ran off into the night. <laughs> this shit was like international news. And everybody was... Furious, especially in Hollywood. It's all over everybody's Twitter feed and Instagram page. Justice for Juicy and all this shit. (laughs) The Whole country was up in arms. He was talking about it all the time on the news. And and for some reason, uh, African-Americans, we were like oddly quiet. (laughs) (laughs) We were so quiet about this shit, that the gay community started accusing African American community of being homophobic for not supporting him. What they didn't understand is that we were supporting him with our silence <laughs> because we understood that this nigga was clearly lying. <laughs> None of these details added up at all! He said he's walking down the street in Chicago, and and, and, uh, white dudes come up to him and say, Hey, man, aren't you that faggot nigger from Empire? Uh, A fuck? Does that sound like how white people talk? I know white people. They don't talk like that. Are you that faggot nigger from Empire? They would never say that. It sounds like something that I would say. If you're racist and homophobic, you're not even going to know who this nigga is. You can't watch Empire. (laughs) Black people never feel sorry for the police, but this time we even felt sorry for the police. Can you imagine if you was a police veteran taking this kid's police report? Okay, Mr. Smollier, please tell me what happened. All right. 2 a.m. You left the house at 2 a.m. It's minus 16 degrees. Uh, You were walking. You were walking. All right. And and where were you going? Subway. Sandwiches? That's when the men approached you? Did you see them? Do you have any. Okay, what do they have on? MAGA hats! <laughs> MAGA hats on in Chicago. Excuse me one second, Mr. Yeah. Frank, come here for a second. <laughs> Find out where Kanye West was last night.
2: me what you think of that
3: I think it's extraordinarily good and good <laughs> sight and pre-sight and says what I just said only quicker and much more with much more intelligence I and mean still, one thing I don't like the n-word I don't I certainly there's no white man or person anywhere in the world who is cool enough to use the n-word on any occasion even in quotes and I don't even really like when black people use the word I okay. don't remember when people die. So that this generation would not have to hear that word.
2: And I don't even like that. No, word. I get it. I get it. But do, do you know where that word I, derives from? Do you know? I'll tell you. I actually looked this up. And Let's I actually, be fair. I don't even like
3: talking about the No, I,
2: I, the, the word comes from the River Niger. That's where they used to buy the slaves from back in the day. I found that out in Lagos when I went to Nigeria. They actually said this is where the word came from because instead of saying Niger, they said it differently, and it was derogatory because it was a you know that's where they would uh, buy the slaves from the tribes. Um, So that's actual history. That's that's uh, how the word came about.
3: I well, I've looked it up probably twenty years ago, and I remember that is one of the. I remember it as being people didn't know for sure where it came from. I do know that uh, oddly enough, there is another word that I don't even want to say just because even if you say it, it sounds, it's another word that people think is similarly, it's N-I-G-A-R-D-L-Y. And that word has no etymological connection to the N-word. It actually derives from some, so I'm to look it up, it, but it, it, those words really have nothing to do with each other. But if you use that word, people think it's a reference to the N-word. So I don't even use that because why make people-
2: uncomfortable? Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I found that out in black
3: I'm just Chappelle, saying. Chappelle's genius, obviously. He yeah. says so concisely and gets across everything I could have said in a hundred pages. He got across and that story. It was to anybody watching. And you know, my black friends are honest. I only hang out with like honest black friends. And they all let me know it was absurd. They they let me know at the time that, that they thought it would be very, very wild if it turned out that story.
2: Well, I terrible. said it. I was called racist. I was like, he's he's lying. Like, that stuff doesn't I mean, work on me. yeah stuff it doesn't happen. Work on me. but but I'm just gonna say there was this really hot Nigerian guy um, named Nelson who actually was with me in Lagos and that's where they told me I because I I actually pronounced <laughs> I, it was I, I was meeting some people from the eboo tribe I actually know how to speak some eboo too um, yeah so that's really? where I found out yeah. the you would know. You're not yeah. gonna tell me you were over there. Did you set up the Biafran war in nineteen sixty eight? No, I did not. I wasn't Tory then.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, not.
2: <laughs> but um I no, I went there for something else. And um, you know, I pronounced the the river wrong. <laughs> and they were like, um, you know, you don't have to skirt around it. That's where the word came from. And, you know, and I learned some. So here's an easy lesson for everyone. You say keddu. That means, what's up? How are you doing? And the r- usual response is, "Adema," which means, yeah, cool. So um, those were the first things, uh, the first phrases in exchange of language that I learned from the Ibu tribe. But uh, having said that, uh, this, they keep us busy with dividing ourselves, left, right, black, white, uh, rich, poor, um, and we're so distracted that the state of the nation that we're at now, that we're upset, for some reason, people think we're fighting to keep our freedom. The thing is, we've lost our freedom. We're trying to gain it back. And, uh, you know, this construct, there's so many layers to it, and the swamp goes so deep. It's not even funny. Like, it is so bad. I mean, even from from my case, my my attorneys, they're just like, why are we this? And then they were like, holy, like that far back? Like they can't, you know, they can't even believe this is where it started. You mean all this time?
3: It is is the natural like, order of things for government to expand and liberties to contract.
2: Correct. Said. And then, yeah, it is natural order, but it's got to be balanced. We've exchanged some freedoms, right? In order to make things easier. But It's as if people stopped caring. They were so busy with backsplashes and whatnot that you know they just don't care anymore. I Mm -hmm. thought, I thought, Mm -hmm. hey, um, I thought I can ask my audience because I can pause the messages. You can't pause the
0: messages in this thing
2: and scroll. But they say if I touch the screen, I can hold them. But I'm not on a
3: touch screen. I'm on a, I'm on a laptop. Listen, I know you were born in '67 by a long shot. I was, I was meaning like in a different. yeah. Somebody
2: wrote, we all know Tori was born a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yep. Total alien. That's how you can explain everything. Um, why not? Right. Uh, I wanted you guys to ask, uh, you ask a question to Patrick. I'm looking. I'd, I'd like him. Ask, or, or why me, don't you put questions?
3: up on the screen? You
2: question. Yes.
3: Let's I do will. that. Let's work that. I'd love to talk to your 5,000.
2: Yeah. 5,000 are chatting right now. Right. Icon pause
3: chat on mouse over gear. Icon
2: pause chat
3: on mouse over
2: Tori Tori it's bad the people are moving out of New York I know we need we need we need to change New York let's see anyone on a question
3: yeah asking no well you why don't you why don't you go through oh okay
2: yeah I'm going through we love our feisty alien that's what's up oh has Patrick ever met Max Spears Mm,
3: doesn't ring a bell
2: Okay, let's see. Who Max Spears? I, I don't I don't know. Good question, right? Patrick, why can't we get the fraud overturned?
3: Because all the institutions that you rely on have been captured. Not totally. Some of there's they have not been totally captured. There's still there's a lot of constitutional people with them, but the, uh, the corruptions, the institutions are all corrupt from the top to the bottom. I've t- I won't waste your viewers time with the story of turtles all the way down tour. You've heard me tell that story. You can tell it some other. Yeah.
2: Way. Yeah. They know but it too. It,
3: it's turtles all the way down. When I fought wall street in 05, I had all the evidence by 06, I knew that. 08 was going to happen. I had the evidence. I had Goldman insiders. I had Staten Island, tough guys who were involved. I had Harvard PhD economists with incredible pedigrees, economic econ- economists, PhDs, incredible pedigrees. And we went around Washington. I thought that the world looked like, worked like, uh, what's that movie? The Pelican Brief. That Julia Roberts is researching and she figures things out and she figures out this big crime. <laughs> to it. She writes her brief and she takes it and exposes it. And the whole, the Washington Post rushes to help her and the DOJ, it flies her away and the jet departs
2: unknown and denser. it's not like that. It's when not you're... like that. Julia Roberts ends up dead in reality. <laughs> well, in reality <laughs> it's like when you do that.
3: So I had to wait all figured out and what was going on and who was doing what turns out. I didn't know it, but what I, the, I thought I was talking about the work of a few crooks in Florida. It turned out that what they were connected to was the biggest was two thirds of the revenue of Goldman Sachs. So the whole world fell on my head. Everything that Goldman Sachs touches and has pull with just turned and just, I gone just attacked me. Uh, and that's when I figured out I'm not Julia Roberts and the world isn't the Pelican Brief. What you do when you just trip over the truth and you try to expose it is all the forces, all the hidden forces of power and corruption go to work to cover it up and destroy it. So you get this synchronized effort from the lawyers, from the DOJ and the regulators and the mass media and such. They
2: crush you. They put you yeah, under on your They talk shit. Yes.
3: And then, that's eight, the thing. and then 08 came, turned out to be right. There were a number of stories that say, wow, Patrick Byrne turned out to be right, vindicated the Wall Street Journal, named me as one of the top five guys in the world who had figured, the only five guys in the world who had figured out it out. But, and they, and then they kind of, anyway, so, I was used to it. It's all water off a ducks ducks back to me. I feel like I'm in a game of poker with a bunch of yahoos who think (laughs) that, I mean, I know I'm in a game of poker and I got a royal flush, I had a royal flush. So these, nothing's gonna beat the hand. I got the truth and the truth is gonna win. But these people are also full of their own, they've been reading their own ink or something. They're so full of themselves. They think that they're playing a game where they just raise back and forth and I'm getting suckered and going along. And they're, and they're high fiving each other and laughing at the rude Patrick Byrne and can't believe, oh, we're going to crush. And it's like they have forgotten that at the end of the day, cards talk and bullshit walks. They can raise it all they want and raise it all, up, slide everything. And back in 08, what eventually happened is the establishment slid everything in the New York Times, oh, wow. stuff they would never normally have published, so yellow about me. People told me from the New York Times newsroom that we find it surreal. The New York Times is writing this stuff, and and to me that was just a bunch of. I mean, they thought it was going to intimidate me. That's hilarious. I that was like playing poker with kids who were sliding in the keys to their Camaro, and the the uh, you know the pink slip to the Camaro and the deed to their
2: to their you know new duplex or something. They. I loved it. It didn't matter to me.
3: And yeah,
0: same and
2: then, out. See, that's the thing. You can not do that because the one thing that I know <coughs> this, is, this is where this question goes is is that you know people that stand for the truth. There's many people rank and file, higher places that discover fraud, and the minute they say it, they're either fired, you know, blackballed, blacklisted, <coughs> right to the ground, arrested, <coughs> killed. Right. So you know, it's it's really really hard. <coughs> Oh no, I'm choking you. No. <laughs> it's really, really hard <sighs> for people to be, to be forthright and come forward. I, I know I say it all the time. We <clears throat> wish that more people came forward and, and spoke the truth. And the question that everyone has, there's so much division in the make America great movement. Right? <clears throat> like how do we find trust? Like I, I told my listeners before the elections going forward, the only thing that will keep you sane is to trust your gut because the, the, the land of confusion is here <clears> and <throat> this is what's happening. I told my listeners and they will tell you that I told them that the people that are going to announce the president is not going to be the people that are in power or that have the power to, it's going to be the media. And I was hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I told them you need to trust your gut. And one thing, I mean, how do you see this division? Because there's, you know, the the red string gang, you know, that all these people are arrested, some people have been executed, you know, some people this. You remember when I told you Durham's gonna come through? You see how you I was right? Durham right. and Ray. You say I, know, Just I, right. I mean you're he's coming through you. too. He's coming through too. The thing is, there are things and I believe a lot of good people working for good, but there's so many so much noise and so much division, like, oh, I believe this is happening, or I believe this is happening, that we just can't stay focused on the goal, which is to retake our nation. Like, how do we cure that? How do we mend that? How do we put that healing oil across every aisle and say, all right, you've got your digital strength. Can we just stop and focus on this? Like, how do we bring it together and say, let's focus on this all together? Like, that is something that is hard for a lot of people.
3: You know, I, t- I will tell you, okay. <clears throat> the problem is, I- I'm not going to try to convince anyone of anything because anything you
2: say, somebody, you know, always misconstrues. And I really
3: don't. Care. Or they lie. They just lie. Yeah. There's all kinds of lies. And um, I have to tell I you, I think that's part. Mike Flynn and I have decided we're just not even going to, you know, people are constantly creating fights out of nowhere. It's like we all got to get together and hold hands and sing kumbaya and figure out how to work our way through this and like we kind of accommodated it for about six well, no weeks. i'm not talking
2: about that i'm talking in general
3: i'm talking the people i'm talking in general yeah. too that the way that we're handling the drama is we're not even addressing it we're not even reading it i haven't i don't pay any attention to a lot of people that people say well what are you gonna do about this guy says this what do you do about that guy says i don't follow them on telegram i don't i i just don't care Mike Flynn and I are focused on saving the country and doing the right things, and there seem to be all these people who want to get us off track and go and and talk about the drama. The way not to have any drama is just not to have any drama. It's water off a duck's back. I don't care at all. It's not. It's and I will also say, I know some of these people are friends of yours, but when a man accuses Mike Flynn
2: of pedophile,
3: e re. That man is beneath dealing with for me. Those people are beneath. I sound like I know, and you snob, tell
2: me that all the time. Mike, they're well. beneath
3: me and they're beneath Mike Flynn to have to deal with. I don't right. deal with them. That's, that's, I don't, I'm not a snob. I love America. I've, I've spent more time all over America. I love America. I love Americans. It is beneath me to even respond to people like that. Yeah, you tell
2: me that all the time too, because you know people are such opportunists. And I noticed, um, you know, manipulation and using, and (laughs) it's all about money in the end. It's never about being honest and and in you know. And I'm not a person that comes that has money, right? But last time, yeah, I'm just saying, like you told me, I know
3: he's your friend. I got to put this in. I know he's your friend. So I, and you know, I like I swear to God, I called Linwood to see if he would be my lawyer so I could go to see CNN. And if someone goes back and looks at that conversation, but look, listen to the first minute when he comes. I didn't even know about any of this other crap until about 60 minutes before I called because I texted Joe. I texted Joe and Mike Flynn, some other people said, anyone have Linwood's number? Somebody sent me, not Joe sent me his number and said, yeah, but he's been saying this crap on social media. I didn't even know what it was. I called him to find out, did he want to be my lawyer and go to see CNN and MSNBC? And we put him, I thought it'd be fun as hell to show up at a meeting at CNN with Lynn Wood as my lawyer. Instead, he comes on the phone. I want your listeners to go back and listen to this. He comes on the phone and says, you must be so angry with me. And I spent the first part of the conversation, and I, yeah, I heard there's something. I don't care about this. I'm trying to, talking about something else. And he just kept talking over and over me. So I ended up in this conversation. And it was like yeah, 25 minutes before I finally get to the point of saying I'm trying to hire you. And I walk him through and he 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 and I can understand this in fairness to him. He is he in fairness to him, he reconstructed that as meaning, well I had come up with that halfway through to try to make it a set no, but it really wasn't. On the other hand, and I don't dislike. Actually, I think Linwood has problems. I think he's got problems. When I was watching his, I followed his channel then. I since just like archived it or whatever. And all I saw was Jesus money, Jesus money, Jesus money. So many of his comments are about money or they're about Jesus. It's And, you know, he even put up, he's something criticizing Mike Flynn because I, Linwood, have mentioned Jesus 700 times. And This other guy has mentioned him 500 times. Well,
2: Patrick, I actually think that's all perception too, because you told me the same thing I'm going to tell you. It's all about perception. You know, Um, you know, that guy, Patrick Berge, he's been trashing my kid, Phoebe. He's well, you know, you don't get mad at him and Lloyd that they have his screws. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, 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 you know, it's I know. I know. Has
3: his kids won't talk to him now. His legal partners or don't his partner. Yeah, I
2: know. But he's trashing my kid and and, and saying disgusting oh, things. Burke is. Burke yeah, is. Yeah, he is. Like talking about her case. Oh, you know, that's disgusting. disgusting. I know it is, and that's the thing. It's it is, but it's it's about money for him. For you, for all, for between uh, you and Lynn, you know, I love both of you the same. Obviously, you, yeah. anyway. well, I'm, sorry uh, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, no, no, he's doing that constantly. And I can't, <coughs> I, I don't, I, I know he's mentally not well and he's under stress, but that is just the most horrible thing I've ever seen that he thinks it's okay. And he says, I'm, I'm using that as a shield. And I'm like, how could you even say that? You know, but I digress. What I wanted to say, perception is a lot too because for even Berge, now I'm his enemy. Don't forget, you and me and General Flynn are CIA assets apparently and we're running all of this to run it to the ground. You've lost money. I was lawfare to the ground starting in 2017 because they knew what I was ready to do because they saw, they knew what I did in 2016. So they went after me hard because I was coming hard too. And so they make sure to hack your shadow, what bothers you the most. There are things that bother each and every individual. And that's what it it does. The trolling, the programs that are deployed are to touch upon the things that bother you. For me, you can say whatever you want about me. I know who I am. But when you touch my kids, that bothers me and that causes me mental anguish. Hence why that's being targeted. For you, it might be something else. For Lynn, it might be something else. For general- Do you really know that for a fact that that is part of the technique? Yes, that, that is a ticket. You can put your <laughs> finger on the weakness of the person. To and be amplify honest, that.
3: back in 05 and 08 to 08, when I was funding Wall Street, there were these people on message boards that I thought that might be what they're doing because they seem to be probing and probing and probing. And whenever I even made like an offhand flippant joke in response, they thought, well, that was clearly Burns' weak point. And then they all piled in on that.
2: Right, that's how they do <clears> it. <throat> they find what your weak spot is. For me... It doesn't bother me what you say about me. I know who I am. I wake up every morning. I sleep. People that know me personally know where my values lie and how I am. But when they find that thing that makes you tick, that you freak out, they pick at it and pick at it. And then they find the thing that strokes your ego. They amplify, they amplify. And that's how they control you. They take your weakest point and exploit mm-hmm. it. So that way you are caused mental anguish. And then they take your ego and they stroke it. So that way it can amplify on both ways. And I saw this coming in November when everyone was working together lovely. And then suddenly egos were being stroked. Shadows were being picked at. And suddenly, yeah. slowly... Everyone was being picked apart. They they did this miraculously and perfectly. It was it was so much. And it tension. all happened
3: at once. Yes. It, all, it all began at once in a number mm-hmm. of directions, which makes me think it's it an enemy all- action of some kind. That's probably overly cynical. I think it actually. Let me let me expand on Lynn a bit. I mean it. He's clearly traumatized, and he's clearly traumatized his family, and everything, and the and the um, Nick Sandman stuff. Now, who was it that? He thinks owes him two million bucks, Sandman, right? No. Uh,
2: no, it was, that, it, it was a, it, he, that he owes him. He raised money for him well, That's as what, his defamation attorney. And that was crazy. Like, why would he say his defamation attorney had nothing to do with criminal process? That blew my mind. It's a little more
3: complicated. Though. It's a little more complicated, but I want to tell you, I side kind of roughly with Lynn is from my understanding of the facts. At the time, well, I side with Lynn <clears throat> and from what I gathered from Lynn on the phone and then read a little bit later, he created an organization to raise $2 million to get to bail out Kyle. So Kyle beats his, gets bailed out, beats his murder conviction, and then turns around and says, well, those people sent $2 million to help me. So send it to me. And now I'm going to go buy a house with you and they what? And Lynn says with well, Lynn's answer is, well, wait a second. They sent that to help you. And, they did help you. We bailed you out and then you have to, but that money isn't really, you know, I've got this foundation. I can take it and do other things with it. There are other Kyle written houses. And so the first response to that is, oh, you want it for yourself, Lynn. But then Lynn comes out and says, no, I don't take any salary. I don't take any salary. I'm just use for other people. If that's true, I got to say, it's uh, It's not an obvious question. It's not an obvious question to me. Who's right? But I would kind of side with Lynn on that. I'm not sure that people who sent Nick San- or, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse money to bail him out meant to be sending him money that once he got out, he can then buy himself a, a Corvette a, a mansion or something. And I think that, on the other hand, I've also heard this is a lie from Lynn. I've heard... That yeah, Lynn doesn't pay himself a salary out of the foundation, but that there's been some stuff about getting very big fees paid. That now that he's learned other people have made this and that, he wants big fees paid. Who knows what the truth was? Nobody knows.
2: But will we stick to Lynn
3: telling the truth? I'm kind of, I'm on his side, other than the fact that I don't like the fellow anymore. But well, I, no, I, I shouldn't even say that. The guy's lost his screw. I I spent two nights at his place back a year ago in November. He was uh, he was intriguing. Not my cup not agree it was intriguing and i found a lot of weird people intriguing and i really like them i mean i so liked them like them that's on my time.
2: bucket list to go hang I out with him, I, actually I, loved him.
3: I, I that's why i hadn't talked to him in a year i called him up thinking hey he would get a big kick out of this let's go to cnn and put him on their you know set them on their heels uh, yeah. i kind of liked the guy until he did this and
2: he, you know oh, I, got I, I he's on my bucket list to bring my little uh the nicks the akita and play with his dogs only because um Everybody has been scarred from this election uh, that happened because I think it was a wake up call for America, and this is how I, I I feel that everyone has been harmed. I mean, you know, um, you know, uh, Sydney Powell, for example. I, I feel bad for her, but sometimes I don't. You know, we're adults. Right. Um, uh, But I honestly think that the heart was in the right place. And, uh, you know, this amplification of what bothers us at the same time of the ego stroke, totally, you know, that's how they work you. What was the ego stroke? Uh, ego well, stroke. No, yeah, well, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, the okay. ego stroke. Let me tell you how the ego stroke works. So, DARPA. I wrote an article about this. DARPA tested out during the Bradley Manning, uh, well now Chelsea Manning, um, uh, trials how to amplify and gear up people. So what they found was through that research in 2009, that they would be able to, um, target people that had trauma, domestic violence, this, that, you know, people that have served people that had PTSD and they could find how they can amplify their reactions to what was happening. Then they found people, uh, that, you know, knew better, you know, big legal scholars and they would thump them on social media so they can become even bigger egos. And so, so. Social media was used as a weapon because I saw it from the people when they were banned from Twitter, people lost their mind because they were like, I was on Twitter and I had like 20,000 followers and now nobody listens to me. And it's like, okay, you just keep tweeting. I remember when they ha- killed one of my accounts and I had like hundreds of thousands of followers. Um, you know, I just opened up a new one and went and did my business. Yeah. I went and did my business, kept tweeting and I was tweeting. And then I was like, if people are interested, they'll follow me. If they're not interested, they're not going to follow me. But then they had these, um, it's operation gridlock. So this wasn't the name that we used in another country, but what you do is they created this thing called the Trump train on Twitter. So they would be like, follow this. And they'd have like 10 names and people would retweet it and follow every person. They'd be like, follow me back. So they amplified. So that was the ego stroke, right? That was yeah. the ego stroke of the people too, because suddenly they come oh, off this man. high and this is what happened during the November no, elections too. These yeah. thousands
3: of people admire me. And then when they turn against it's like, Oh my God, what the terrible. How well,
2: and they use computer programs too, to amplify. So it's not all real people, and -hmm. they only interact if you interact. And so that's how I see it, because what Lynn did, what you did, what General Flynn did, what Sydney did, and what other people did, all took portions of people's attention and lives and directed them to see what was happening. So that's the good thing right? All those audiences. But then they saw that United, you guys would be unstoppable. (laughs) That's where they started those people. They inserted to stroke to now poke. And this is where we're at. I think everyone makes mistakes. Everyone falls into gas, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm the most,
3: I'm way too forgiving. You who's like Mike and I have talked, and Mike, Mike's greatest, Weakness he thinks and I might even agree with this is that he's too nice. He's a kind guy. He's a very nice guy He's a
2: kind. Oh my god. I've seen I'm just gonna say this totally random. I've seen interactions between him and McChrystal So he is a very kind guy General yeah. is a really he's he's stern But he's kind and yeah. and that's the difference between the two of them <laughs> McChrystal is just an asshole. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it Who went right, So
3: uh, Flynn was was Crystal superior, right?
2: Well, I I can't say where I saw the interaction, but I can tell you, um, you know, I was just like, damn, I didn't know that.
3: <laughs> I've met McChrystal.
2: Yeah, One. but I said, I didn't know that generals were good No, I too. think
3: much more of General Flynn. I mean, oh, yeah, had very I'm less, much inter- I had much less interaction with McChrystal. It was a fine man at the time. I knew him and he was still in the uniform. He was at a lunch that I spoke at. We had some time. And, but. I, I think, and I think that Flynn is intellectually. He, 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 intellectual no, behind him. no, but he
2: has, He's he's good inside, but he, I I've, I don't see that in a lot of generals. I've seen a lot of generals, brigadiers, admirals, just watching them. You know their interactions, their communications, and I can tell you there was one interaction where they spoke that I'm not going to speak of, and I was like, holy crap, this general is actually a good guy, you know holy crap you like he's a good person and I was shocked so for me you know a lot of people can say whatever but it's those little things that you see the things that people don't see right when you're or when your FBI agent's looking at your phone right and it's just you him and your (laughs) your search history they know what kind of person you are you could be sitting there and being godly but you could be looking up you know Group, group porn or something right they know who you really are and it was that, <coughs> private, that it was that private moment that uh, well that that i could see oh wow um so hey there are unicorns and it's just you know where you kind of get excited you kind of go into the normal realm but then you pull back because it's like ah oh, i don't like that so I'm i'm just saying there are things that i can personally say you know I I don't agree with a lot of things that I see on social media, but we can't believe social media anyway. I mean, do you know? Wait, do you know that? Right, someone said that it was a man, and it was like, oh my god, might have caught me in disguise. Every time I,
3: every time I used, if every time somebody, you know, when I first was CEO of Overstock, I mean, when we first went public, and went a stock board, and there might be three or four messages a day. Up on the stock message board, we're a title company, and they—I would go and read them, and, and plus or minus—and then got to be once a week and like that. But yeah, at first when it really got to, and then there started to be five, ten messages a day, more, and it's when I'd never experienced having people just write nasty stuff. Like no one would just walk up to you and say that kind of stuff. How weird to do it? Yeah, have you seen the woman, woman on, on YouTube? She's really funny, cute young gal from, I think, Jersey named Jax. And she writes these songs. No, no, it wasn't her. It was another gal on YouTube who writes songs, lovely, cheerful songs where the lyrics are taken out of the comments people make to her, these nasty, nasty comments. And she writes these beautiful songs for them. And it's just so funny. It, the She's playing off the fact that like I guess because people are thinking that they're back there or they're anonymous or they're anonymous or anything that the, the normal rules of that it's okay to say to a girl, that, to a, you know, a woman, the kinds of things people say to her. Why is it, you would never say that to their face. Why is it okay to just, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I actually,
2: I actually had that conversation today because <coughs> I like that. If I say something behind your back, I'm totally saying it to your face. Right, yeah. I'm not a person. I, I think you've seen that too. I'm not going to hide behind my finger or say anything, but I've mentioned this so many times. The social media has given people a false sense of a free for all pass to be right. complete evil assholes. Like some of the, half of the stuff that they, that people tell me, if they saw me on the street, they wouldn't have the balls to say it to my face. Half of them. 28%. Well, well, some people are just crazy, okay? Um, I There was a, uh, uh, what was, you know, that crazy, salty Lulu chick. She was pushing the conspiracy theory that I'm actually Jessica Rothschild. Well, I don't know
3: who that is, but I assume it's...
2: Yeah, she doesn't look like me. I, I, I God, no. You know, she doesn't. I mean, I like, you know, her size, but God, no, 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 no. But, um... It's just, it's just the me. The social social media has poisoned the way people communicate. And on on my channel, uh, you know, I I boot all the bots completely myself. Uh, not the links, just the bots. And I oh, let people mind. say nasty things. Yeah, I I don't use programs to do it. I observe and I see, and I'll actually take the time because I know that I have fifty six thousand people in this channel. There are 56,000 real people. There's full attribution. But, so, you know,
3: somebody, somebody did something clever in my chat channel, which is when I finally got admins in to handle the bots. Somebody started posting porn that was so disgusting. And i had never even seen anything like it. And Oh, my gosh. I'd never, I mean, I couldn't imagine that someone would even do something. And they were posting it as every other message. So you couldn't even get on the chat channel because unless you wanted to see some contortionist male doing stuff you couldn't. It uh, was <laughs> <You missed. laughs> very, very German. It very German to me. Uh, which reminds me, what we're talking about social media reminds me of a German Wolfgang von Goethe, who wrote the uh, among a lot of great. Uh, he wrote the story of Faust, and everyone knows the story of the man who sold his soul to the devil in return for knowledge and the, in return for yeah. something. that's the Faust legend, and it comes. It was an old and it comes well, there was a play. Goethe wrote 350 years about it the last 300 years. That, uh, and <coughs> there's a line, I think it was in that play, Near the figgling taught, then er the coward only threatens when he is safe.
2: That's interesting. Isn't yeah, that a brilliant observation how it only threatens when he is safe? When they think they're safe. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, people think that they're safe behind social media, and that's the problem. Now, thinking <laughs> that we have this problem of, you know, obviously bots, because there are actual programs that can interact with conversations, right? And thinking that we have people that have this false sense of safety. Right? How do we overcome that to have real conversations? Because we have added to the mix the propaganda from the mainstream media. And this is why when I started on Telegram in 2019, people were like, why are you on Telegram? You're on Twitter. And it's like, huh, not for long, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. I told everyone that. I went on Twitch way before YouTube even banned me. Uh, people were like, that's a gaming platform. I'm like, it's okay. Bezos isn't going to take me off because I'm not saying anything that incites violence or does anything. But the Chinese platform Trovo blocked me off. DLive blocked me off. You know, I've been banned from any platform you can imagine except for Twitch. And um well, Facebook has shadow banned me, um, but they can't block me off completely yet. So, um, YouTube,
3: locals, 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 listen, can, before no,
2: locals we... is part of rumble. I'm pissed at them. They skew their numbers. You know, they skew their numbers. I tried rumble the first time I was beating them on all the damn numbers and they would never have me in the leaderboard. And I'm salty as shit about that because that means that it's skewed and it's only to amplify what they want. I'm really straightforward. I don't hide behind my finger and I won't say something I won't say to, to anybody's face. They did that. Parlor, I saw the same thing. That's why I walked away. Getter, I saw the scraper they had and the code they had coming from where it was. That's why I stay away from these things. I mean getter, all I had to see was a torch symbol and I was game over on that. You know, that's something that They
3: recently reached out to me and asked me to come on. Which for which one
2: an, an exceptionally attractive young woman
3: at Getter reached out to me and asked oh. me <laughs> someone has Thanks they have my number anyway. Um right.
0: But, uh, she is
2: pretty hot. I know who you're talking about. Probably.
3: Oh yeah, you yeah. do. She is. She she's is pretty. Hot. For someone else we know,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I know. I know.
3: Yeah, so that wasn't just my imagination.
2: Yeah, no, she's pretty hot. Yeah. But I, 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 when I, when Getter first came out, I was the first one on there, and I saw that they were scraping the Twitter data from my old Twitter account but it had some weird data and I actually looked at the code because it was broken when it went on because so many people jumped on and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. I was, I was really upset because, you know, data is gold right now and that's our problem. Data is the new currency. There's a blockchain solution to that called sovereign self self sovereign
3: identity. And you should look at a company that S O V R I N. There is a technological solution where where you can, well, we would be able to move into this new world of blockchain and the digital future with. And own, own your
2: own identity.
3: Yeah. Self-sovereign identity. I go back that. a second, my teacher, my sensei, rabbi, mm-hmm. what's the uh, Greek Orthodox word for like you're a priest? Papa. What? Papa. That sounds right. Well.
2: Yeah. P-A-P-A-S
3: is another patrilineal, patriarchal. Yeah, it, know, is. it is. is.
2: Yeah, it um, is. Because- okay, then I'll go with Sensei. Yeah, yeah <coughs> like Sensei. But you're a Christian, right? Yeah, I'm Orthodox, actually. I'm like well, the super Christian, historical Christian.
3: So, speaking of Faust, there's a line that always intrigued me, and it is hilarious. So, Faust finally makes his deal with Mephistopheles <clears throat> to sell his whole, and Faust is a philosopher. And, but back then philosophy and natural philosophy, science, it was also, so he was just an intellectual. He was a philosopher, uh, but not just of ideas. He wanted to know like natural science, what we now call physics and chemistry. As well. Right. And he makes his deal with, and history and everything, He makes his deal with Mephistopheles. And you will have my soul when I die. I've been in return for all worldly knowledge before then I get to know everything. And they make their deal and immediately, you may know this story you know the first thing mephistopheles does he goes to the, he goes to the bible uh opens it at ra- random and says well, well we'll we'll retranslate the bible together we he opens it he opens it to the beginning of the book of john randomly and reads in the beginning there was the word and mephistopheles says well this will clearly never do it's beautiful in german i'm uh, he says this will clearly never do. we must set to reworking this and making it tell the truth. I know how to improve it in the beginning. there was the deed right. and I told work. that once to a very very wicked and historically important man that who uh, historically important very very wicked man and he oh well, it depends on who you talk to but he he thought for just a moment and then he started laughing until his knees collapsed. And he said, Well, in a different language, he said, Well, the devil is a very practical man, isn't he?
2: <laughs> well, that's how that's how he attracts you. Practicality. What right? do you make of that quote? Well well, okay, so it's words neat. are yeah, no.
3: In the beginning there was the weird no from Mephistopheles. In the beginning it, there, there was, was not a word deed.
2: Yes. What's that mean? Come on, you know, you the viewers who
3: give me all this insight. Yeah, in no, moments. no,
2: we know what it means. You know, if, like what the seed really means too. You know, I, that's how I take it. I get it, and and that's the thing. Um, evil is practical. It's pragmatic. It uh, sells itself, is common sense, and how to bring balance. This is how genocide is excused, right? Because we must, right, for the greater <laughs> It's always you know, in that sense.
3: And you, and you know it, that that the book of John was written in Greek, right? Yes. And asked, the word used for word, what it actually is, in the beginning, Logos. Logos. Do you yeah. want to explain what
2: that means to the, in Greek? Logos means... Um, the spoken word of a deed where you're speaking of a word. It's the speech of making it happen. So it's like a, um, I'm going to, uh, so I would say, logo," which means you're going to say a speech. You're going to narrate something.
3: So what's the uh, name for like a, a, an audible book in Greek?
2: Um, lo- uh, no, logotechnia. that would mean art, of words or art of speech. Oh, no, you were talking
3: about like, like Amazon has a division. Acoustic,
2: okay. So you would say acoustic mm-hmm. logotechnic. So acoustic um, logotechnia would be the more proper term, but I, I guess word. how would, yeah, the, spoke, the spoken word, but it's, it's
3: heard. Right, word. That may be what word. it means now, but in the 2000 years ago, <clears throat> it has, I don't know. Maybe look up what
2: it meant back in that time because Greek has evolved. Greek, Yeah, it was ancient Greek back then. Um, Logos was multifaceted. Ancient Greek actually was more condensed as a language than Greek is now. And the one thing about learning the language of Greek is that one word can mean many things. And, you know, it's just depending on how you say it, when you put it in a sentence, you know, you can use the word, uh, you probably know this, the word malaka, right? If you say it, right, which means, you know. Butthole, I had a right?
3: Greek friend, but he taught me all the dirty words. Yeah, like, so Malaka,
2: words. Malaka is one of the biggest dirty words, right? Mm. Biggest ones. That's why I laughed so hard years ago when they named the hurricane Malaka. Um, really? Yeah, there was. <laughs> so Malaka could be, oh, you know, like, oh, come on, Malaka. It's okay. It's like, yo, buddy, I'm joking. But if you say it in a certain tone, it's derogatory. Right. And um, if you say it in another way, it means soft, right so words logos in itself in ancient greek meant um an act of word uh, like an act. So that's why when the do you remember? I don't know if you've ever read any of the uh, Greek dramas. Have you ever read them? You used to teach the Greek dramas. Okay. So tell me what you think. Them. Okay. Oh my gosh. I've never had this conversation with someone that's not Greek that tells me I'm out of my mind. What do you think of the terms apomichanis theos, which means of machine god? Every single time that there would be a chorus, they oh,
3: yeah. would be a- Oh, ex uh, de- de- deus ex machina.
2: Yeah, they but, but, yeah, but uh, apomichanis theos means of machine God was coming down to create chaos. I mean God, out of the machine?
3: God steps out of the machine. So in some Greek tragedies, when they get far enough in and everything looks completely messed up and tragic and there, somebody steps in and it's like God out of the system. I think yes, the Logos had, it. I've always understood Logos at that time to say in the beginning there was the word was to really in almost it's very it was the like, act it always comes ra- in
2: as act yeah it's
3: been taught as rational thought and everything a- a- anyway out of the out of the machine steps the god and he's just he's you go over here you do this this guy dies this guy gets resurrected just fixes everything and walks away that's god out of the machine because it's too depressing to watch a play like a like like Macbeth, where everyone ends up slaughtered on the stage. So imagine if you watch Macbeth, but right before everyone ends up slaughtered at the end, uh, or Lear, or uh, a god steps out of nowhere and says, you know what, this is how it ends. How it really ends is, okay, you're dead and you're dead. You get resurrected. bum bum, bump. The father comes back. The, the unfaithful okay. wife. You know, and he just fixes everything. That was God out of the machine. Yeah, that's the thing. How weird. It is. Like, it it is it, yeah, but you know, I'm just know.
2: saying from back in that day to say almost like God that came out of the system, the, the he fixed matrix, it. it's the matrix. He down from yeah. the clouds and he, fixes, and he everything. fixes everything. That's That's bizarre. I'm just saying that was at a time <laughs> when there was no Jesus, right? That was yeah. at a time before Jesus. That was before the idea of one God. Yet in the heathen times of Greece and ancient times, they would literally say that. That there would be this entity that would come out of the system to come in and make things good and then leave.
3: Right. Because they uh-huh. had, you know, I love the tell, ta- I love in the, your I see that uh, in your messages, some of the people really like what we're saying. A lot of people are bored. Uh, which tells.
2: Yeah, those me. are using. Yeah. Anyway, what
3: what, what what we um uh people always comment, Well, Patrick doesn't know anything. Or why hasn't he found God? Why hasn't he found Jesus? I just don't feel the need to talk about it to people. In fact, where I come from, it's kind of a a mark of being insincere The people who go around talking about how much they love Jesus are the ones eh, who have some funny things to hide. It, when you're from New England, it's considered kind of like, I don't know. So, but all that said, people shouldn't make presumptions about what I believe or don't believe. Look at what Jefferson said about what he believed. You could pretty much put that out of my mouth. He had a beautiful little quote. I'm not going to repeat it. But uh, about, and and uh, so people shouldn't make the assumptions. I'm
2: going to make you a historical, I, if we hang out too much together, you're going to be a historical Christian. You just watch.
3: Well, I'm. I- what I—I I mean, I started. I was raised. I've told you before. I was strict Catholic, and I for I know the Bible better than any Catholic you ever met. I'm I majored in Catholic. I minored in Jew. So, but I'd say that. Well, listen. I've said this one. I'm gonna, I said this once, and I'm and I said I wasn't going to say it again. I said this once in a speech in L.A. And I said I wasn't going to say it again. But for your listeners, I'm going to say it.
0: Right.
3: Uh-huh. Only for a promise from your viewers, from your listeners, or you will promise on their behalf. If I come out and say something, then I'm never going to answer this question again. But your viewers, are because I'm doing this on your show, will take
2: the time from now on. They will give this answer on my behalf. Okay. Can we make that deal? Can we make that deal, guys? Let me see. Because it's kind of delayed for us to see it. They get <laughs> it. Go for it. Go, Go for it. it.